0: Micah Monday playlist another song that surprisingly doesn't suck steal his wheel K. K. Billy super sounds of the 70's
1: continues
0: a song that unfortunately will always be attached to the severing of a fake police officer's ear in the movie Reservoir Dogs Oh my I what it is I should do. So, I Justin is in just the studio with us. He is a passionate Buccaneers fan. He is also an insightful Buccaneers fan. And for those two reasons and many others, we enjoy having him on our radio program to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh... Whew, good yeah. to see you. Um, let's, uh, before we- Well, uh, but first off, yeah, I want to
2: apologize for being a little late, but the Bucks inspired me yesterday uh, by <laughs> not showing up, um, you know, when the game started, so I figured I'd be late for my interview as well.
0: Yeah, well, I think we'll set the table with uh, with something that John uh, pulled off of your uh, your podcast. Oh, uh, let's see, last night, your podcast, by the way, find him at Commission Online on Twitter, and uh, then-
1: uh, the Joe, Joe Bucks fancom right? Yes, Joe Joe, Joe
0: fancom fan. iTunes, and all that. Yeah, but listen to his podcast and you'll hear things like this right here
2: it's okay
0: to be negative
2: when the bucks go out and play like they did in the first half of sunday's game against the cardinals that pisses me off it should piss you off if you're a fan of a team and your team goes out and plays like that what are you gonna do Run around, take your pants off, run around and fling your dick all over the place. Whoa. I forgot well, I said that. It was,
0: <laughs> I it was made that a
2: two-hour long podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't remember anything <laughs> that was said <laughs> in that time. I'm
0: sure you also uh, forgot uh, saying this. They're one of the best teams in the NFL. Oh, I still <laughs> believe that. Yeah, yeah there, there you go. Yeah. But can, I have a question. If your team does really good, is that usually something that you do, that you will do? What? Oh, yeah. Run around in the backyard, fling your D all over yeah. the place. Not
2: even in the back. I just do it around the house. <laughs> yeah. And if I have to go to, like, CVS or something, it's fine. The Bucks won, you know. Uh, it,
0: when they lose,
2: uh, it's really embarrassing when I walk in with my pants off.
0: Uh, very embarrassing loss uh, last night. Now, you lose Jameis Winston very early in the game. Uh, and I uh, I take some of the blame for that when I sat him on my fantasy league. And, uh, oh, I played him. Oh, jeez. So no, yeah, yeah. So I was playing against him in three leagues, and I had him starting in one of my leagues. So instead of being conflicted, I just said, you know what sit this one out Jameis I'm going to start Jacoby Brissett we'll see how he does tonight so uh well, I mean <laughs> if he does worse right then oof, it's bad yikes. for everybody yes it really is um why that happen yesterday in your opinion like what were we unprepared did uh, did Cutter fail to have this team ready for the Arizona Cardinals well
2: so what what we uh, started this uh, stick carrier movement with a phrase that Dirk Cutter had last year which is speak softly and carry a big MF in stick yep and um he's not practicing what he preaches um, I was very disappointed in the coaching. There is, and to hear player after player after player say that they weren't ready for the game. Mm. This is a team that kicked your ass last year. I mean, they kicked your your ass up and down the field all year last year, right. uh, 41 to seven or whatever the final score was. You should have not only revenge on your mind, um, um, They're healthy, probably as healthy as they've been all season. The only one they were missing was Quan Alexander. And for them to go out defensively, not be able to stop the Cardinals, offensively not be able to produce any points, and be down 24 to nothing at halftime, even if they kick the field goal. And there's different decisions that Dirk Cutter made. But they came out not even flat. It was as if they didn't want to be there, and that's inexcusable for Dirk Cutter and Mike Smith, uh, the head coach and the defensive coordinator. Uh, they better figure that out because right. I'm sick and tired of seeing my team, when I know they're talented, I think we can all agree that the Bucks have talent and they've shown it, but to see them go out and physically get their ass kicked <laughs> by a team that wanted it more – after coming off a loss on Thursday night and 10 days off against the team that beat your ass last year. I, I mean, it, it just doesn't all add up, and it leads to not only dis- – I'm not even disappointed. I'm angry. Right. And I thought that I would be better after 24 hours, you know, after you sleep on it. Sure. I'm not. I'm more pissed off right now than <laughs> yeah. I was yesterday. Oh, yeah, we
0: love it. Respect the passion for sure. Justin Pulowski's in the studio with us, the commission online.
1: Does it sting even more to know that Adrian Peterson hasn't had yes. a game like that in years?
2: Yeah, well, it pisses me off even more because I wanted Adrian Peterson to be a Buccaneer in yeah, the off season, yeah, I and mean, he's yeah. sitting there. He's out in the open. Yep. You have nobody at running back. <laughs> you look at this roster; they're they're void of running backs other than Doug Martin, who was sitting out the first three games. And as we could all see on the field yesterday, Adrian Peterson is more talented, even at his age, than Doug Martin. Right. Imagine if you had Adrian Peterson that you could hand the ball to behind this offensive line, which I think is a good offensive line, and you could get. Give it to him twenty-five times a game. Imagine how much better Jameis Winston would be. Right, that is inexcusable by the Bucks to not bring in a player and upgrade the roster like that this offseason. There you go.
0: AP
1: run run a touchdown out of the end zone. Down Dale Mayber, you still be running. (laughs) That's right.
0: We have Justin Pulaski in the studio with us, trying to make sense of uh yesterday's Buccaneers atrocity. Ryan Fitzpatrick, in relief of Jameis Winston, came in and made it somewhat of a close game, but by then the damage had been done. Uh, Do we have an adequate backup quarterback? I think so. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick has proven he's not a
2: starter in the league, but what what you're asking from your backup is manage the offense, and I think with this amount of weapons, what Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick showed yesterday is that Jameis Winston has to learn to take what's there for him mm. and when you have two tight ends that are very talented tight ends you got Mike Evans you got Deshaun Jackson you got Adam Humphreys in the slot I mean you've got a lot of weapons to work with you got to distribute the ball to whoever's open somebody's going to be open on every you can't have that much talent on the field and not have somebody open Ryan Fitzpatrick as a veteran found those open receivers Jameis Winston hasn't been doing that and I wonder you know he's got a shoulder sprain how injured was he I mean the game was out of hand when they took him out I mean all these come into question and um you know Jameis has to be better but I can't blame the offense for yesterday because when you when the Cardinals go right down and get a touchdown then the Bucks get a couple first down punt it okay it's not the worst drive in the world then the Cardinals go right down it's 14 nothing you got to abandon your game plan and just try and do whatever you can to stay in the game and uh the yesterday's loss falls squarely not only on the defense but, again, on the coaches for just not having these players ready.
1: I was going to ask, what do you think about the people that are calling for Dirk Cutter's head after that game? I know, like, Paul Delgado from Fox 13 was tweeting, you don't start going for two-point conversions right away. You start collecting seven points. Is that kind of micromanaging things, or do you think that they were not – not? do you think that Dirk Cutter was responsible partly for that what was, yesterday? Well, that
2: was – that's what pissed me off as well with Dirk Cutter. You know, the team wasn't ready to play, and then he quit on his team. Right. You know he quit. He, it, you know, it's fourth down late in the first half. You're gonna get the ball to start the second half. Why not take the points there? You got your new kicker. Right. Let's see if he can make a field goal. Twenty-four to three. But then you get the ball. Well, who's to say twenty-four to three? And then you go down and get points. Now if you get a touchdown, now you're down twenty-four to ten. And it's a two-score game. Right. At the very least, it's a three-touchdown game. Um, he does that. Then he's chasing two-point conversions after two-point convert. It just seemed like he had quit on his team. Yeah. And I understand maybe maybe he did quit on his defense maybe he just said our, our defense who had given up 300 plus yards in the first half 24 per points in the first half what's to make me believe they're going to turn it around in the second half they ended up doing it they caused some turnovers which is what you have to do in a comeback like that sure but, um i just didn't i didn't like that approach by Dirk cutter and he's got to be better as a head coach because it starts with him Right. the football teams take on the mentality of their head coach and they weren't ready and i wonder was he ready for this game? Was he going into this game looking for revenge? Was he going into this game wanting to dominate a Cardinals team that embarrassed them last year? And I don't think Dirk Cutter was ready to do that because his team reflected that.
0: Do you? Uh, was this loss the worst one of the season for you? Uh, it seems to be the one that has you the most fired up. When you think back to the other losses, the New England loss, the couple of others, is this the worst one?
2: Yes. I mean the the Vikings one was bad, but uh, again, I think we went back to that and said they had the flu going on, they had a lot of players injured. This was the one where they were healthy. They should have had um, you know, extra motivation to go out and and at least stand up toe to toe with a team that, you know, beat them down last year. That's what pisses me off the most is that they were just weak in the game. They were weak. They it, it was You know, as a fan, you just want your team to go out and and be – physically dominant i hate and we've seen it so many times with the bucks over the last 10 to 15 years when they play a team that's more physical than them they just 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 fall to the ground and just let them just dominate um
0: what and do whatever they want to do and that's exactly what happened uh resetting we have justin pulowski here our buddy uh chip on twitter just said it's the best bucks coverage in town right right now on radio commission online on with drew that makes sense it does i mean you guys love bucks fans which is which is a positive we we want Everybody who roots for the Bucks to listen right here would certainly never do anything not, dumb, daily. Not them. a lot of people. Not everyone does. that. Well, yeah, yeah. uh,
1: Drew is almost a Bucks fan because of. Uh, yes. yes. No. Oh, here's yes. how I know I was
0: a Bucks <laughs> fan because after that loss yesterday, I found myself disgusted, mad, and and, and oh, you frustrated. Mad. I was mad. I, I I was like, oh my god, I, I I can't believe I watched that garbage dump of a game. Like yeah. they they just didn't show up. They looked like they didn't care until it was too late, and that sucks. John Senning. Uh don't we joke about the, the clip of you saying... Merry this Christmas, is a, by the way. You're very welcome. I'll say it every single damn time. Uh, we joke about the clip where you said this is a, a very good team. Are we getting to the point
2: or will we get to a point where the commission himself says, like, maybe we were just kind of wrong about this team? No, because I, I still think they have to... Now, I will say this. Vernon Hargraves is not good. And if you're a Gator fan, like, he's He's terrible. I mean, he's he's awful right now, mm. and for him to be out there playing defense, Brent Grimes is on the other side locking down whoever he goes against, and other other teams, Eli Manning was filmed saying it, hey, we're going after 28 the entire game, and all Vernon Hargraves is doing is pay, playing 10 to 12 yards off the ball and just giving it up, Ugh. play after play after play. If he's going to continue to do that, get him out of the game. He's terrible right now. Yeah. He's a liability.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Brock, what's up? Welcome to Drew Garaba Live with One fight. Fire- up, Justin Pulowski
1: Hey, Drew. I just wanted to uh, ask the commission real quick, actually, what he was just talking about. Brandon Hargraves. Um, what are our it's options, brother? He is absolutely terrible.
0: Yeah. 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 Is there a question? I back. <laughs> <laughs> agree, disagree? Like we we agree with you. He does look pretty terrible. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He, he, he's awful. He's got to be the biggest unspoken disappointment. So far this season, it, it nobody's really said a whole he's lot about like it, it this year, but it is absolutely disgusting to watch him on the football field.
2: Mm. You know what? You know what frustrates know me most about him is, and I don't, I don't like to question people's effort, and it's not that I'm saying he's not giving effort, right. But it's almost like he's trying to not give up a play and by trying to not give up a play he's giving up I believe he's given up the most yards in the NFL as a cornerback all season long and so he's he's playing so far off the ball that teams are just running right in front of him catching all these passes he's missing tackles and I would much rather, and I, I don't think Ryan Smith, who's his backup, is that much better. Um, he's still very young. He came from a small school. He's got to be developed. But at least I know he's going to get in somebody's face. Vernon Harkin, that was what he was supposed to do coming out of the, uh, out of Gainesville. Yeah. I mean, Gator fans, there's a lot of Gator fans, I'm sure, listening. He was supposed to be the feisty one, the one that'll you know talk trash and get in your face. Instead, I mean, he he's 12 yards off the ball, and I'm trying to keep it clean because this isn't an uncensored podcast, but... <laughs> Good Lord, I, I mean, if he's going to continue to do that, um, the definition of insanity is doing the, the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Right. If you're the Bucks coaching staff, again, this falls on the coaches, if he's doing the same thing over and over again, and you're not getting a different result, then maybe change something! <laughs> God!
0: David, what's up? Welcome okay. to Drew Garabo Live. We have the commission online in the studio with us. <laughs>
2: Hey, Justin, um, during the game when Jameis got hurt, I saw that he winced and everything, but how much of that do you think was just like pulling him to, to try something different? Because he's on the sideline with no ice, no kind of wrap around his shoulder. Mm. No he was anything. warming up
0: at one point. Yeah, I thought he was going to come back right. in the game. He did too. Yeah. So I, don't, I think it's just an excuse, personally. Mm. I, think he was, I think he was
2: slightly <laughs> injured. Um, because again, Jameis, Jameis Winston
0: is... doesn't want to play?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I mean, I think... This is all an assumption on my part. I think he got slightly injured. He came to the sideline. My shoulder's hurting, and Dirt Cutter's like, "You're done. Yeah, you're you're not playing well. We're getting our we're getting our asses kicked. Let's just put in Ryan and." Fitzpatrick went in. Maybe Jameis can learn something from him. You know, learn again how to distribute the ball evenly, find open receivers, manage the offense, get first downs. Not look for the big play on every single play. Uh, Take advantage of your tight ends and your your slot receivers underneath. There's a lot of things that Jameis Winston still needs to improve. And oh, by the way, throwing a deep ball that gives your wide receiver a chance to make a play. Hey, look at what happens. Mike Evans catches a touchdown. Jameis still has a long way to go to be that top notch quarterback that I think he can be, but he needs to really take a step back. And and I mean, I know a lot of people, I know Jets fans would probably really laugh at this, but
0: really learn a lot from what Ryan Fitzpatrick did yesterday. 727 579 1025. Matthew, what's up? We have Justin Pulowski, the commission online. Go to joebucksfan.com to get his podcast. What's up, Matthew? Hey, Drew. Hey, Kamish. I listen to you both uh, every day as far as uh, Drew and Kamish on three days a week. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for the time. Got a quick question for you guys. Uh, Why in the heck can we not play up-tempo all the time? And I say this because it seems like when we play up-tempo, we are very aggressive and we score points. We put points on the damn
1: board. So why are we only playing up-tempo fourth quarter? It makes no sense, and maybe you guys can enlighten me. I appreciate it.
2: Um you don't want to play up tempo all the time because you don't want your defense to be out on the field that much. So you're gonna wear your defense down. Mm-hmm. The reason the Bucks look good when they're in up tempo yesterday was because they were down at one point thirty one to nothing. Yeah. Well, guess what? The Cardinals aren't gonna be playing up and, and playing physical defense. They're gonna be playing back. They don't wanna give up the big play. So that's gonna make your offense look a little better as well. Um I don't think it's about a, a tempo thing. I think it's just about an execution thing. I think Jameis Winston has had open receivers. Uh, Oh, not just receivers, but tight ends, running backs out of the backfield, and he has bypassed them and thrown into coverage far too often. And if he starts taking advantage of what's there, and a dump off, a simple dump off for six yards is a great play sometimes. Actually, a lot of the time. So he needs to do that a lot more often. Find those open receivers, get those drives going, put first downs together, and put points on the scoreboard. I don't think it's a tempo thing. I think it's just a Jameis Winston execution thing. I'm sorry. Do you you think after the win win streak at the finish of the season last year, do you think Jameis has regressed since then? It feels like it. (sighs) Has he regressed? Again, I don't want to put too much on him from yesterday because the defense was so bad, you know, and and I'm trying to see it from his perspective as a 22, 23-year-old quarterback who's got the weight of the entire Hmm. city on his shoulders and his defense just gives it up. I mean, 80 yards for a touchdown, then he gets a couple of first downs, okay, we're getting a couple of first downs. we're going to punt, we're going to pin them back, and then they go right down and score. Now, all of a sudden, if I'm Jameis Winston, I'm putting even more pressure on myself. i got to make a play rather than just running the offense. So I think maybe that's a mental thing right. that he has to overcome. Has he regressed? I don't think he's regressed, but I don't think he's improved enough good answer especially with the weapons that he has great question too
1: Uh, that is a good question justin do you think that uh ap is washed up or do you think that uh, (laughs) or or do you think that the bucks were just just so bad yesterday that they made him look great because he has not had a game like that in years
2: um i don't think he's washed up i don't think he's as good as he was yesterday um I will say this: the Arizona Cardinals offensive line is one of the worst in the NFL, and they were blowing the Bucks' defensive line off the ball. That's when I talk about just getting physically manhandled in a game. It's so, that's to me the most embarrassing part of all of this was that that defensive line could not do anything, and they were getting their asses handed to them by one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. And Gerald McCoy is a great player, but teams have figured out how to game plan for him. Right. He's so quick off the ball. Oh my god! did you see him you know what teams are doing they're just running him right past the play and adrian peterson was running right behind yeah.
0: him every single play yesterday a uh, Buccaneer statistic that I compiled and didn't at all read from Greg Alman's Twitter just now. Uh, no. The Bucks went from 1994 to 2010 without being down 24 at the half one time. Counting Sunday, they've trailed by 24 or more at the half five times since the start of 2014. Not Sweet. a uh, not the trend you want to see uh, swinging in that direction. JC, a question about James for our good buddy the Commission Online, aka Justin Pulowski. What's up? Yes, um, just
1: wanted to. Uh I, I share a lot of his frustrations with this past week losing to, like, the 2008 Fantasy Football All-Star team. But um, we, Jameis is, you know been bad, but I I want to blame some of it on Dirk Cutter's play calling as well. Mm. Even against uh, New England last week when Doug Martin felt kind of like a spark to the offense, we were throwing on every first down and getting behind in the chains, and it didn't look good
2: couple of things there, first off. Doug Martin came out and said, and Dirk Cutter said the same thing. When Doug Martin got his touchdown against the Patriots, yeah. he came to the sideline and he was gassed. Right. He's, he wasn't in game shape yet. Yeah. Um, that's why they stopped running him. They throw on first down because Jameis Winston's quarterback rating throwing on first down is like through the roof. And that's usually when quarterbacks have the most success throwing the footballs on first down. Yeah. So play calling... I don't know what plays are being called. None of us know what plays are being called. There might be, again, right. there might be open receivers all over the field that Jameis Winston isn't seeing. Or maybe he's trying to make the big play down the field to Evans or to Deshaun Jackson instead of taking that seven-yard pass to O.J. Howard or that six-yard pass to Adam Humphrey. So we don't know what's all going into the game plan. We, we, we'll we we'll probably never know. But um, what I do know is that either Jameis Winston has to get better if it is on him or dirt cutter has to figure out a way to restructure his game plans going into games so that the bucks start quicker and i think not only starting quicker, but getting Jameis Winston into a groove early. And I think that's forcing him to throw short passes, forcing him to get a couple of completions, get some confidence in his head, and let him, you know, get that going earlier on in the game. Because for some reason, this team struggles so much in the first half of games. And when you fall behind, it's tough to come back in every single game, even though that's what Jameis Winston did a lot at
0: Florida State. Oh, no, that's what I was going to say. That's, wait, wait. That's, that's every game. You're waiting to see what's going to happen yeah. in the fourth quarter. Yeah. For sure. What's up, Dino? One final question for the Commission Online, a.k.a. Justin Pulowski. What's up?
2: Hey, guys. Uh, big fan of the show. You guys are doing great. Um, actually, my question comes off what you just said about Winston and Florida State. Do you think there's any second guessing yet? Or if you could redo the draft, would you take Mariota over Winston right now? I uh, want to oh. take Mariota. <laughs> no. And, and let, me, let me just no. Um, there's no second guessing for a guy who's t- what 22 or 23 years old right. who's done what he's done. No, I'm not firing Dirk Cutter yet. After freaking <laughs> you know five games this season, when they went nine and seven last year, and since Dirk Cutter's been offensive coordinator, they went from two and 14 to like six and 10 to nine and seven. You know, let's just see how it plays out. They actually started worse last year and ended nine and seven, um, not record wise, but again. Um, when you look at the results of some of these games, um, yeah, I, I you, you're trying to find positives in a lot of negatives right now. This is how the NFL is. But um, if this if this organization continues to fire coaches every two years, you're going to continue to have high draft picks. Correct. It's up to you. If you want that, then go right ahead. I know it's very fun to talk about firing the head coach, but it's not this isn't the time or place to do that after five games.
1: By the way, it's crazy to second guess yes. the the Jameis Winston-Mariota thing. Mariota's good. Jameis Winston's good. It's the rare case where both those guys are going to turn out to be franchise quarterbacks, but don't act like Tampa Bay's had this long line of, like, Joe Montana's played or damn <laughs> yeah. rear, and we're used to this expectation. of gra- The quarterbacks here have been pretty lackluster over the years, and you finally have a franchise quarterback. Look, we're going to Monday morning quarterback everything, especially after a loss. That's what we all do. What has
2: Mariota, do- what has Mariota done better than Jameis Winston? They're yeah, nice. ready he's not, to cash him out, man. He's not even staying on the field,
1: no. I think Mar- I think Marriott is a great quarterback and he's fun to watch. I think that they built a good team around him. They can't so. play no football well, he, in Hawaii. He is a, he does get a hurt a hurt a little bit more than Jameis Winston. They
2: did what the Bucks should have done, and they went out and got Demarco Murray as yeah. a free agent, and they drafted Derrick Henry and said, "We're going to give you a running game because we know if you have a running game, it's going to make you better as a quarterback." And the Bucks refused to do that for Jameis Winston.
0: So then uh, that would fall on the general manager's shoulders. How yeah. much? How much uh, heat is uh, Todd Light feeling today?
2: I, I don't think he's. I, I don't think he should be feeling a lot but I think the evaluation of their running backs and their cornerbacks and their defensive line um they've got to do a much better job of figuring that out especially running backs I I just I can't fathom them sitting in a room Jason Light and all his scouts and they're watching the film and they're saying you know what we've got good we've got good enough running backs we don't need one of the best running backs in NFL history he's washed up we don't need him for one year 3.5 million dollars why i i can't i don't understand i i can't sit down and tell me that to my face without laughing I, right. it doesn't make sense to me
0: justin uh we love your passion your insight uh talking to you about bucks football in my opinion some of the best uh, bucks coverage you're going to hear on the radio uh so thank you very much for being here everybody go to joe dot and download his very passionate podcast you can always count on him for brutal honesty is it
1: time to panic if the bucks do not win in buffalo next week
0: I mean, it's getting close. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's getting close. Um, Five of the next seven games are on the road still, but you go to two and four with the Panthers coming in. That's that's going to be a difficult difficult haul for the Bucks.
0: Throw him a follow on Twitter. He's commish online and he is unafraid to uh, call out people uh, when they need to be called out and that's Absolutely. one of the things I love the most yeah, about definitely. him and uh, he he exposes some uh, ridiculous hypocrisy in the Tampa Bay market for certain and we'll return when you'll hear uh, Al Michaels of all people get in a little bit of a uh, he, he slipped one in didn't he? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I mean it's alright that he did it but he but he slipped one in. Yeah. But he wants to take it back. I, I don't know. I, he certainly did slip one in uh, which is way Way better than by the way what Dick Stockton did and uh, when he was doing his announcing. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. You know when they give you like your cues, it says it says on your thing you're supposed to read the last two bullet items on the screen. Mm-hmm. Well, he read out loud. Read the last two bullet. <laughs> I've got the audio of that. Not so great moments in broadcasting. However, Justin, this was a great moment in broadcasting. And thank you as always for what you bring to the Appreciate table. Appreciate You guys, thanks. It is Stocktober at Sunset Chevrolet Buick GMC in Sarasota. Eighteens are in stock. Seventeens must go with up to 30% off MS. SRP on select in-stock vehicles and 0% APR up to 72 months or drive the newly redesigned 2018 Equinox LS for $219 a month. Only $219 at Sunset Chevrolet Buick GMC, home of guaranteed credit approval, 1800 Bay Road, Sarasota and SunsetGM.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. For complete details, call 844-252-1902. This
1: is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on.